Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be His kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Grant, O merciful God, that your church, being gathered together in unity by your Holy Spirit, may show forth your power among all people to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. So 
The Lord be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do men say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the powers of death shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, 
Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. For those of you who have never ventured or ever ventured out of your normal routine and have gone to the other Sunday service, depending on what other means, we have an 8 o'clock and a 10.30 service, you will have no doubt noticed differences. Some are very striking. The 8 o'clock service has no music. It is quiet, contemplative, feels a bit more personal, private, pious and reverent and meaningful in a different way. The 1030 service, this service on the other hand, is filled to the brim with music and song and chant. It is grand. It has tons of people processing and milling about. Many people involved, readers, oblation bearers, chalice bearers, choir, acolytes, lay readers. There are always in this service children making noise. Plenty of pomp and circumstance. It is, in my opinion, our best expression of what it means to make a joyful noise unto the Lord, to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. It is what the divine liturgy, the Eucharist, should be about, the work of the people. One other striking and noticeable difference in the two Sunday liturgies is language. The 8 o'clock service is a relatively pure expression of the medieval liturgy. It has generally kept the language from the first Eucharists said in English. Vouchsafe, it is meet and right so to do. Thee, thou. These are things you will hear and say. Now this service has adopted language crafted in the late 60s and 70s. There is a significant difference in the expressions and words used. As I spoke of last week, some things have been removed from this liturgy to modernize it to bring it up to date with modern shifts in thought and culture. One of the more marked differences is how the priest, me, and the people, you, speak to one another. Now, I always find great joy and humor when the two congregations, the 8 o'clockers and the 1030 folks, come together in the parish hall or something for a common event, and I give the greeting, the Lord be with you. All at one and the same time, you hear the difference, and you know immediately who's an 8 o'clocker, and who goes to this service. The response is always a muddled, and also with you, mixed with, and with thy spirit. Usually sounds, and also with thy spirit. In the top 20 questions asked me, this muddled response always is somewhere between 10 and 12. Why, it is asked, are there completely different responses at 8 o'clock and 10.30? What's the difference? I'll explain. The original greeting that we use, the Lord be with you and also with you, was from the Latin. It is ancient, ancient of days, as it were. And it goes something like this, Dominus vobiscum, et cum spiritu tuo, is a reply of the people. Now in English, since I know all of you speak Latin, in English it's the Lord be with you and with your spirit, is a reply. That's a literal translation. To the modern ear, that sounds odd and with your spirit. It really doesn't make much sense to the modern mind, meaning this is not the way you and I, people, talk to each other nowadays. So it was changed to, and also with you, in the modern rites, to make more sense. 
this somewhat unusual turn of phrase, though, finds its home in biblical language. St. Paul uses this turn of phrase repeatedly when writing to churches in his various epistles. In closing his letter to the church in Galatia, Paul writes, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brethren. Amen. Paul repeats a version of, of this ending, closing in his letter to the church in Philippi, and when he writes to Philemon and Timothy. The phrase, no doubt, has biblical origin. Now, how do we use this phrase? What do we make of it? Why do we use it? Now, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, everybody, but there is disagreement about why we use it. Not that anyone in the church would ever disagree about anything. I know. <laughs> if you've been here over three weeks, you know that in the church there's disagreement aplenty. But one of the more common explanations given as to why we use this unusual phrase and one to which I think there is much truth, is that the phrase that we use, this greeting, refers to the gift of the Spirit given to the priest at his ordination. The greeting, the Lord be with you, is reserved to the priest. You won't find this greeting anywhere in the prayer book besides when it is said by the priest. So there's good reason to think that it speaks of this special gift and special charism that is given at ordination. But there's another explanation, and one I like better, and one I want to focus on today. St. Paul, as we heard, begins the reading in his epistle this way, 12.1. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, which is your spiritual worship. That is another unusual turn of phrase that needs, I think, a bit of explanation. Now, the word spiritual here is from the Greek logikos, which I know everyone's going to run out this afternoon and tell everybody that they learned a Greek word, right? Logikos. Uh, probably not, but uh, to make that a little more present to you, logikos is where we get the words logic and logical. Logikos, spiritual, in that sense means logical. It's a word that pertains to things dealing with reason and logic, the seat of our soul and that thing that makes humans different from other animals. We have the ability to use reason and logic. So then when the phrase, the Lord be with you and with your spirit or with thy spirit is used, it can also mean that we are asking the Lord God to be with us as we employ our reason and logic as we form, shape, and educate our conscious. Now it's also of note that the word worship it is used in Paul's epistle here. The word worship has biblical origins as well. But worship actually means obligation, service rendered for hire. That is a literal translation of what we read as worship this morning, obligation. So that means that worship is not something we do to be entertained. Worship is not something that is meant for us, but it is something we are obliged to offer to God. So in worship, the idea is that we gather to offer something to God and not be entertained or have our desires and wants met. 
So now getting back to the idea of spiritual worship, reasonable obligation, Paul tells us of our obligation to form, train, educate, sharpen our ability to use logic and reason. So let's look at how and when this greeting is used, the Lord be with you and with thy spirit, in the service. And that will give us more insight, I think, to what Paul is talking about. Now I want you all to stop and think for a moment. How many times is the Lord be with you and also with you used in our Sunday liturgy? I'll give you a second to guess. Four times. Four times. So now if you want to know what St. Paul is talking about when he says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, these four times give the foundation for our lives of spiritual worship and a life lived as a sacrifice acceptable to God. Now the first time we used this turn of phrase was a while ago at the collect of the day. The prayer that said right before we share the lessons or we hear the Bible readings of the day. This morning the prayer went like this. Grant, O merciful God, that your church, being gathered together in unity by your Holy Spirit, may show forth your power among all peoples to the glory of your name, etc. Now this collect prayer, it collects our thoughts. This prayer is a concise and important lesson in theology, an important lesson on how we relate to God, how God relates to us, and how we relate to one another. Today, we are taught and reminded that the unity of the church of God comes from the Holy Spirit, and not ourselves. And only in the Holy Spirit can the church witness to the world, show forth the power of God. We show forth the power of God's love and mercy and peace only because we possess His Holy Spirit. It's a lesson. So then, if you take this first greeting and apply it to your personal lives, your obligation, your spiritual worship then is to commit yourself to learning and comprehending the teachings of the church, to the teachings that unite our consciousnesses to God. The second place the greeting is used was a few moments ago at the gospel. We use this greeting before we hear the good news of God in Jesus Christ, before we hear the news of our salvation. So the second application to personal life, if you will, is the reading of the gospels, the reading of the whole Bible, really, to not be conformed to the world but transformed by the renewing of your minds, as blessed Paul tells us, is to commit to reading the Bible to help educate, form, shape, and sharpen our consciousness. Study and reading the Bible. Now the third place, we haven't done yet, is at the beginning of the Eucharistic prayer, before our hearts are lifted heavenward, before Jesus becomes present to us all in the bread and the wine, right before we unite ourselves to Jesus sacramentally, mystically, in taking the bread and wine, we are reminded that this is also a thing that informs and shapes our conscience, our ability to reason, transforms us. So in our own personal lives, participation in the liturgies of the church, the mysteries of the church, the sacraments, is essential to form, shape, and sharpen 
our ability to reason, to be transformed to the mind of God. Now the final use comes at the very end when everybody's ready to go home. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit comes at the dismissal. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. We are sent forth from this liturgy forgiven, fed, and with the duty of Christian service. So we're giving something to do. We are to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to visit the sick, to give rest to the weary. The list goes on and on and on. We are to commit ourselves to a life of Christian charity and mercy. The final cornerstone then is in giving ourselves to these acts of charity and mercy. If we are to properly form and shape, sharpen our ability to reason, to transform ourselves, we must engage ourselves in service to others. So while there is physical worship, fasting and feasting, standing and kneeling, making the sign of the cross, bowing, genuflecting, there's also worship of the mind, obligations of the mind. And I propose this thesis, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, that the greeting between priest and people, the Lord be with you and also with you or and with thy spirit, is no mere greeting. It is rather the guide and governor of what it means to offer spiritual worship, of what it means to present yourselves as a living sacrifice. We must follow its lead and take its example if our minds are be to be transformed to God and if we are to save ourselves from being conformed to this world. Beloved, let us renew our commitment to the study of the teachings of the church, to reading and praying with the Bible. Let us renew our commitment to participation in the services of the church and participation in the sacraments. And let us renew our commitment to works of charity and to mercy. For if we are to be transformed and become the living and holy sacrifice God calls us to be, we must without fail commit to the renewal and transformation of our minds, which is our spiritual worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in His Holy Church. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty.
Lord, you have warned us that without you we can do nothing. And by your holy apostle, you have taught us that in your strength we can do everything. Take us and possess us, that our weakness may be transformed by your power, that we may be no longer our own but yours, that it may not be we who live, but you who live in us. For you now live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And <laughs> Good morning, everyone, and, and welcome to, uh, to uh, St. John's on this morning. I can tell we're, we're picking back up for our fall attendance. Uh, the piece is getting rowdy, so that's, that's, that's good. That's what we want. Um, a, a few upcoming things to make you aware about. Next su- Saturday is our liturgical workshop. Today is the last day to sign up for that. You may do so by either uh, filling out... Uh, a sheet on the back table or in the sacristy hallway or uh, through your notes from Patmos email or our website. So uh, please sign up for that if you're here and interested today. Uh, and then next Sunday is Youth Sunday and I expect you all to be here to, to, to uh, come and support our youth. They will be uh, doing all sorts of things. They're leading the children's Sunday school as well as my adult Sunday school next week. Uh, the, the homily will be given by the youth. Uh, they will take all the leadership roles that are not priestly um, in our Sunday service. So uh, please do come and support them. They've, they've been working hard and thinking about what they're doing. So um, let's support them. And then Back to Church Sunday is September the 11th. Uh, back to Church Sunday, for those of you who might not know, is an uh, invitation to come back to church. It's designed uh, to invite those who have, may have fallen out of the habit of church going to return or 
or those who have not ever made a habit of church going to, to come and try us out. So on that Sunday, we'll have a grand uh, breakfast that morning and a, and a lot of fun and sort of a social, social time. And our programming for the fall will kick off in earnest. Uh, so what I'd like you to do is if you know someone who has fallen out of the habit or never made a habit of church going, to invite them back to church. Uh, so that's the idea. We can send out personal invitations or, or call on people, but uh, that's what we're doing that Sunday, so please mark your calendars. And then also for the blessing of the animals and the wine festival and silent auction. Uh, finally, the ladies of the church, um, commonly or formerly known as the ECW, uh, are reforming and, and, and restarting off this fall, and they will have a lunch uh, on September 26th. That is in your bulletin. So. Uh, if, if you are a lady of the church or, or, or someone who, a lady who would like to come, come try this, please uh, know that you are invited and nursery will be provided for that. Um, and I think that is all that is pressing. Okay, we'll have rehearsal for Youth Sunday next Saturday at the liturgical workshop. So uh, if you're youth, plan on that. The what? Oh, I don't know. Hold on. We'll email people. So, sorry. Uh, and lastly, I, I did want to point out, sorry. My wife and I had a personal conversation. Uh, Troy Scott uh, is with us. This is his first Sunday uh, as, as, as choir master organist. Uh, and so please, please be sure to, to thank him uh, for his service to us and for his, for his dedication and loyalty. Troy has been here 30, 20, I don't know, a long time. Uh, but but he's, he's sort of uh, stepped up. He, he, he's prayerfully considered, and, and we've talked, and he's prayerfully uh, and he stepped up to sort of to, to take the position of organist choir master as an interim. Uh, and so we are so blessed and excited to have him. Please, please, please thank him for, for, for uh, doing that and uh, enjoy his, his wonderful gifts. So, <laughs> get an applause. <laughs> there you go. Well, that is duly thanked. Uh, so with no further ado, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
Please stand. Blessed are you, O Lord, God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which the earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the saving body of Christ. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become the saving blood of Christ. Blessed be God forever. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many many blessings upon our lives, giving thanks especially today for His grace, mercy, and joy, and for giving us the ability to reason and use logic. We ask His special prayers that we be able to do so and conform to His will. We give thanks today and rejoice in the birth of Carter Christian Burroughs, son of Hillary, Burroughs, Hillary and Michael Burroughs, and for the safe health of the mother and baby. And may the soul of Marie Harder and the soul of all the faithfully departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give Him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to You, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. For you are the source of light and life. You've made us in your image and called us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you, this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where with the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are behold to say, Our
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you this day and remain with you always. Amen.
The Lord be with you. The Mass is ended. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.